Episode 3. What is life really like in a sport? Okay, just sport. Just sport? In Season 2, Episode 3, Trage chimes in with the fact that bouldering is now an Olympic sport. It's time to crush the yellow, blue, yellow, white and black in bouldering. Whatever that means. What about when the sporting field is your workplace? Or when the tennis court is your workplace? Aggression and the will to fight is part of the game, says Sarah. We love our sport, says Alan. In football, a shoulder charge tackle unfortunately can cause a fatality. And we unpack those issues. The worker's condition was determined to be incompatible with life. And that was a confronting statement for Sarah. Tragic indeed. We present findings for an inquest. What are the unlikely material unwanted events when examining work events? Asks Sarah. And this question is really important for this episode. Well, Trage was berated by John McEnroe apparently. Well, you have to listen to find out what that was all about. This episode contains a reference to a fatality. Some listeners may find its contents distressing. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Vitkovsky, Sarah Pazell and Alan Girl. your dulcet tones there Alan you sound like you're very good that is good how are you Sarah fantastic sun shining I'm well how well super well yes I can tell you super well because the levels are excellent okay that's pretty good notwithstanding the mic is a little bit to there but that's fine no no that works that's yeah, yeah, keep going okay, okay cool. you know what today I'm going to talk about the one thing that's on every Australian's mind what's that Trish? Vegemite <laughs> what do you think it is Sarah <laughs> I always think it's sport and sex <laughs> I'll stop you with the first S, sport. <laughs> okay. Sport, sport, sport. We can't get enough of it as a sporting nation. We are a sporting nation, particularly every four years. The world actually takes notice of Australia because we bring back a bag, a money bags bag of gold oh, through the pool. I was a teen in Australia when sport. Australia won the America's Cup and I didn't know anything about it, but I did not hear the end of it. Right? No, in the US, not. it was a non-thing. I'm so sorry to break the news. It was Too much sport is barely enough and even <laughs> I'm into it after 12 years of nagging my son has got me into bouldering which is now an Olympic sport part of the discipline what's bouldering sport climbing oh okay you see you've got lead and speed and I'm doing bouldering so basically what you do is you climb on these pieces of plastic up to four and a half meters or so and then you you top it models of boulders yeah so uh, so crushed is the term used I've crushed the yellow I've pretty much crushed all the blue and you move up I think green's the next one and you make your way up to white or black or or something anyway so I'm bouldering so I'm taking up sport I'm and the reason I mention this is, first of all, now my son can sort of feel slightly proud of me. I mean, I should say this. He represents Australia in both youth and open, so he's quite the accomplished. He was on Ninja Warrior. Let's I, just yeah, call he, it like it is. Yes, Come on, was on. I was Ninja dying Warrior. to go yeah. see him in Sydney. And you're looking fit, by <laughs> oh, the way. Oh, thank you. You're too <laughs> kind. You're way too kind. But I'm mentioning sport today because an article caught my eye, and that was the shark skipper Wade Graham's suspension upgraded following unsuccessful judiciary hearing and I love it when sports have judicial hearings because they use words such as reckless and all the words we're used to in OHS but indeed the actions of that particular rugby player that elite rugby player was deemed to be reckless he shoulder charged somebody 
Yeah, tell us about it. Cronulla Sharks captain Wade Graham has been unsuccessful at the NRL judiciary and had his suspension increased to a four-match ban. But I want to tell you about a shoulder charge which resulted in a death and a subsequent inquest. It happened a few years ago. So let's just put this in perspective. This is when the sporting field is your workplace. You know, well, yes. I, I, yeah, we're I, talking I, about professional football. Professional, yep. professional sport and sport is your workplace. It's funny because I've had the fortune of hanging out with some professional tennis folks and a tennis coach as well as tennis players in Adelaide this year. Something that's just so amazing and novel to us and going to court, Jeff Courtesy, one of the coaches from South Africa, said, oh, I got to go back to work. <laughs> And just putting that in perspective, like, oh, that is oh, his workplace. Oh, hang on. By court, you mean you go to court. Tennis court. Not tennis court, court not legal court. Oh, oh, right. Tennis court. Not like court. a certain tennis player probably didn't know which court he had to go to. But anyway, that's another yeah, matter. Tennis court. You've got to bounce with it. You've got to... <laughs> done on You've done. got to roll with it. No, we had so much fun yeah. watching these live matches. But why did you... Why did that trigger for you workplace? I'm talking about sport, but why did you contextualise it in terms of a workplace? Do you see... He, he said that. He said, oh, I've got uh-huh. to go back to work. And, and for us, we were just so thrilled to be there and the energy and the dynamic but then you put it in perspective that that is his job and he needs a little break from that sometimes too even though he's incredibly committed and working non-stop he's uh, you know known as one of world's great doubles tennis coaches and I've got a story about that later once you tell your story he's yeah. he's r- miraculous so you've used the words job you've used the word workplace you said he sees it as his work so you may as well say, has he conducted a risk assessment? For himself and others, he's a coach. He's got a lot of responsibility. I mention it because that article caught my eye with the four-ban suspension. Ten years ago, the shoulder charge, in terms of the rugby's code, was banned. Do you know what a shoulder charge is? Alex? Yes, yes, I do. Tell yes. me about it. Explain to the listeners, because I'm sure my sister probably doesn't know. Oh, no, what's, no what's I'm not going to risk that. There'll be too many people who are experts on this. Tell me well, what a shoulder charge is. What I suppose to say not. is it's a, it's a manoeuvre on the pitch, and it, it's just illegal. So you've obviously charged with your shoulder and anyway, you can't do it. You can't do it and it's deemed to be the words, as I said, used by the various codes. Uh, it's it's reckless. Well, it's, it's illegal. It's banned. So my son's at rugby practice all day today. So I'll be asking him about yeah. shoulder charges. Yeah, ask him about shoulder charges because the 32-year-old who was the Sharks player... I think, I think we need to say, though, that you're going off a news report, not an official report. So there might be another version that's not contained in the media report. Oh, absolutely. There might be another version. But suffice to say, I think we can take it as uh, read that he's been banned because everyone's reported that. So uh, newsworthy sources have reported the fact that he's banned and his re- rationale for it was, and I'm quoting, look, it was a split-second decision. So four-match ban. But I'm taking you to a case in the coroner's court of Queensland. The inquest into the death of James William Ackerman. Now, I'm not reading from a news article now. I'm reading from the coroner's court, Brisbane, 9th of November, 2017. And that case involved a shoulder charge. And it's worth reading just precisely. So what what was the nature of the workplace? At the time of his death, James William Ackerman was 25 years old. James was a semi-professional rugby league player with the Sunshine Coast Falcons. He were, They were playing a game against another team, the North Devils in Brisbane, and the player who was involved in the incident was, and you may have heard of his name, uh, Francis Molo. Francis was also contract was also a contracted player, but he was with the Brisbane Broncos, and they made contact with each other, and James immediately fell to the ground, dropping the ball. As I said, it's a shoulder charge. I will define what a shoulder charge is. 
A shoulder charge is a tackle in which a defending player runs at the ball carrier and without attempting to take hold of that player, the defending player makes contact with their shoulder. So I was right. But just for the record, that's what a shoulder charge is. Now, how is it much different from a general tackle? I mean, things are rough on the field. Yeah, there's an amount of consent to what will go on, except we just, we won't unpack that, but just accept the fact that this was this, severe. This was... Well, I'll get to what happened, but the fact is you can't do it. End of story. Just like if you're told, you know, you can't climb beyond that whatever rung of the ladder and there's a line and there's inductions and PP, uh, sorry, and training and you still do workplace. it. In the yeah. Don't do it. Well, what's happened here, and I'm not trivialising this because this was a fatality, what's happened here is the a shoulder charge where they involved contact with the body below the head or neck is illegal and it has been illegal. And this is the part that's spooky for me. It's only been illegal since 2013. So there's a certain amount of intolerance and allowance in the great game of rugby which accommodated shoulder charges. I'm actually more fascinated by the fact that it's taken 13 years into the 21st century to ban it. You can't do it and you're not allowed to do it. So what happened in that case, Trish? Well, as I said, um, he came into contact with the other player. They made hard contact with each other. Um, sometimes it's hard to imagine how it can't be hard contact when you watch rugby. rugby. So they've made hard contact with each other. The referee called time out, concerned that James might be concussed. Very quickly, he realised the injury was serious. James was obviously struggling to breathe and was otherwise unresponsive. A doctor came onto the field and an ambulance was called. All right, so Trish, I've had to look at what is a shoulder charge and it's essentially a tackling technique where the defender charges the other player without attempting to tackle them, to hold on to them. No grab or hold of the ball carrier. So they're just literally like a bull charged through a china shop. Emergency medical treatment was provided to James at the ground and then at the Royal Brisbane Women's Hospital where James was taken. James was experiencing bleeding to the brain and was placed in an induced coma. Over the next two days it became apparent that James' condition was incompatible with life. Incompatible with life. That's such a strong statement right there. Yeah, yeah and a decision was made in consultation with James' family to terminate life support. Now this has gained a, a fair bit of media um, over the last few years but I'm reading straight from the court of record. The reason why I mention this case is that the the coroner considered all the material provided by QPS and you know, whether action was going to be taken or not. And Queensland did, Police Service. That's correct, right. Queensland Police Service, and also considered what action, if any, the Work Health and Safety Inspectorate was going to take. So th this was you know, duly yeah. considered broad fact-finding mission, but risk assessments, and getting back to your earlier point, risk assessments, football pitches, a workplace, it then it strikes me that pretty much any activity, anything that we do, well, we're performing this activity, first of all, we need to ask, is it in the context of a workplace? And therefore, if it is, then yes, risk assessment has to come into our vocabulary. Yeah, so that discussion about work from anywhere. And Trej, I'm going to keep going back to this. I've said this a few times, but it's not only risk assessment. It's looking at material unwanted events that are high consequence that can create catastrophes, fatalities or disablement that often don't rate incredibly high in a risk assessment because they're improbable. So you start to re remove that probability assessment and say, what's the shit that can make the 
headline? Mm -hmm. What's the stuff we really have to watch, even if it is unlikely and doesn't happen frequently? And this is obviously one of them. It's been outlawed. Yeah, so just to recap on that definition, the QRL Major Competitions Judiciary Code says this, a player is guilty of misconduct if he carelessly, recklessly, or intentionally makes forceful contact between any part of his body and the head or neck of an opposing player and or causes or contributes to any forceful movement of or impact to the head or neck of an opposing player when affecting or attempting to affect the shoulder charge. That is using the shoulder and or upper arm tucked into the side without at the same time using the arms and or hands to tackle or otherwise take hold of the opposing player. So that's been in force only for the last 10 years. It's interesting that the words, that the nomenclature, the syntax, reckless, intention, these are all codified terms used both in the Criminal Code as well as the Work Health and Safety Act. Well, let's just go on a tangent here because you're talking about this sport field being a workplace and then when we have a conventional workplace, we talk about, you know, no bullying, no harassment. In fact, we don't even want incivility right through to aggression. And yet here is a workplace where aggression is part of the game. The adrenaline, right? The the will to fight is what you often need to win a game. Yet we have to ask win for a, a risk assessment. I, I, you know, I actually find this really interesting because as a community, we love our sport and um, we love football. Passionately. And, yeah, and football is the coach to as much as they can to make the sport safe, but there's always an underlying risk. Once you go out on that field, you can be concussed, you can be hit. Perso- um, personalities are larger than life. People want to see you fight, right? Well, they're big guys. They're big guys. You mean fight for the, the team, for the win, is what yeah. I mean. I guess I'll flash back into the Coliseum and, uh, and the Gladiators. The gladiator, and, and right? the big fight. But have you noticed... Russell Crowe made that famous, right? Well, you often right? hear that kind of language. Well, have, have you right. noticed, or is it just me, and call me out here if, 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 I'm, if I'm a bit OTT or a bit hyperbolic or histrionic here, but have you noticed when you watch the origin or any other match any particularly when it's heightened when there is a bit of a tense biffo or when there's a bit of a bit of blood on the in the arena there's a roar of the crowd enthusiastic support and interest it you know garners that interest well, I, I, I won't dress it around. cheers I, I, yeah I won't dress it up no, when there's a biff or even where there's a bit of a, a tussle notice the crowd go off mm. absolutely so we've got and the, I find the law very clunky on this stuff because if you were to go to an industrial workplace or a factory or a white collar workplace there would be just no tolerance whatsoever for physical the risk of physical conflict and the risk of physical impact but then we go to the football field when we're talking about professional football where it's a workplace and that's perfectly acceptable but not in that just physical the, the psychosocial aspects the you know mm. the the group think the the name calling yeah. the what yelling, are we going to do we're going to kill them we're going to yeah, destroy them that's right we're going to go come hard. on you wait. let's go <laughs> right there's got to there's i hear this on my kids sport field right okay. there, okay. there is some uh, some but language but okay irrespective of the uh, of the choice use of words that's sunshine coast 
Irish football. But yeah, yeah, and, and, well, indeed, this, this one did involve a Sunshine Coast. But, anyway, uh, 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 see, but no, it, like for the love of sport, but right? the tension, the, so, so the drama. So, so yeah, so the swearing. I, I've been. I, I think um, my son, before he got into uh, athletics and climbing, did do one season of Aussie Rules. I wasn't so much worried about kids dragging each other around. I was more concerned about the yelling and the aggression by the parents. Mm. Oh, there's it's there's tons. Instilling. What, what's and the look, word when you you know when you modelling modelling that modelling uh, behaviours. Yeah, incivility, and, the aggression, the violence. You yeah, know, the you escalation call, toward sometimes violence. Sometimes it does deteriorate. And violence. it does. And, we, and yeah. there's certainly issues. You know, about parents fighting one another. Mm. You know, I okay so because we talked about tennis. I had and Jeff Cotty actually gave me tickets to this in Palm Springs. I'm talking maybe 20 years ago, and I got to see Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras play, and it was fantastic. And at the end of the match, two old guys in the stands end up in a punch-up. Right? I I will never forget that. It was such a brilliant match and their personalities where you had the passion of Agassi and you had the the stealth, the machinery, the computations from Sampras, right? And that that contrast. But in the stands were the two old guys fighting. Well, I'd like to see a match against John McEnroe and... um (laughs) <laughs> so you see, and you want that aggression, right? You want him to melt down and swear and spit. And I, I grew up watching McEnroe. My dad just loved McEnroe. But look, my, on the rugby well, I saw field, him in Milton. I just had a flashback to that school. And he asked us to shush, be quiet, please. Really? We're too busy counting our kiss cards. I had the last of the kiss, <laughs> uh, the rock band kiss. Rock that band is, kiss. Yeah, and I, and I, I yelled because I got the last at the local fish and chip shop. I got, I got the last card. And he asked us to shut up. So you abused. Have you ever seen KISS performing? Who does their risk assessment? Oh, wait, wait. I saw KISS. They go oh, down fire, um, flying That's foxes. That's what we talked about, band. And they've the... got these massive heels on. Yeah, I was, I was mindful. I was, I was sixth from the front just in case the fire got me. So, <laughs> yeah, so the first you did your own risk assessment. Yeah, yeah. He was risk the lawyer yeah. yeah. You were talking about the risks of stilettos. Well, look at KISS when they... Oh, they were pretty good. Right. Seven-inch heels. Paul yeah. Stanley was my favourite, the solo band. But i uh, tell you what, Gene Simmons breathing that fire. Strata 78 comes on. We just all went to the floor. <laughs> so, You're so you, in the mosh pit. You have the privilege of saying you got berated by John McEnroe, yeah. right? Okay, that's, gonna, that's a legacy yeah, that goes is, down in I history. Was, uh, you, grade six. I was, yeah, were, I was 11 at the time. That's it. And look, my son... But, but I, remember, playing, I remember the, you remember the aggression. It, I remember see? the incident. Yeah, and now my son's been in rugby in a match where uh, accidentally another player got his boot on my son's face, right? Let's just say it was, you know, bottom of a tackle or whatever the right scrum word is here. It must have been scary for you. Yeah, uh, I got there afterward. I saw it later. He had a big blown up black eye, right? Mm. So uh, boot went into his eye. He has a black eye. And sure, there was concern, but essentially the coach goes, oh, well... Like that's the induction. You gotta start, and so induction. it's just assumed. It's just assumed that violence, aggression, physical harm will come from the sport, right? There's a there's a culture of acceptance. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information, names of cases and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time. So beware, you're dealing with the deadly serious, mysterious audio manuscript of a team ready and equipped. The C-